Hey everyone, it's Jeff from Modern Combat and Survival, and welcome to the second and what is now going to be the last installment in our podcast episode on what I'm calling Common Sense Gun Control. But, can you have gun control and can it be common sense? Can we be safer as a society and yet still preserve our Second Amendment rights? We've had some great discussions on the blog about this, and I'm ready for the last installment with what could be a win-win scenario for all of us. Check this out now. bullets were flying, your adrenaline surging, would you hit your target? If the world as you know it crumbled tomorrow, collapsed into chaos, would you know how to survive? If you and those you loved were cornered by a gang, violently attacked, could you protect them? Could you protect them? Could you protect them? Tactical firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat. This, this is another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is Modern Combat and Survival. Okay, welcome back everyone. This is Jeff Anderson, editor for Modern Combat and Survival Magazine. And if you didn't catch our last podcast episode, I basically put out a challenge to my fellow Second Amendment advocates to be able to find ways that we can be more creative, that we can lead the charge in making our society safer, yet still preserving our Second Amendment rights. Now, we've all seen the uptick on school shootings. We've all seen the uptick on terrorist attacks and and these mass shootings that are happening. And, and my bottom line is that we all want gun control to some extent, right? Like, we don't want terrorists to have guns. We don't want felons to have guns. We don't want guns to be used against us by the people that we don't want to have guns. We don't want five-year-olds to be shot in a kindergarten class, right? So we can all agree that we want to control who has guns. We don't want the terrorists and the mass shooters and the criminally insane to have weapons. But how do you accomplish that without stomping on the rights of people like you and me? So if you didn't catch my last episode, basically the foundation I set was I'm a very responsible firearms owner, right? I take training. I have written books. I consider myself to be very safe. I'm not going to go out and shoot people just for the hell of shooting people. I'm not going to go off the deep end and go shoot up a classroom or a church. So I should be able to have an M1 Abrams tank if I want one because I'm a safe citizen of society that's not going to use it for criminal purposes. Likewise, you're probably the same. If you're listening to this, if you're one of our followers, my guess is that you are also a responsible gun owner and you should be able to have an M1 Abrams tank if you want it. Who, who the hell should be able to tell us what we can have if we're going to be safe with it? The problem comes in with, okay, well, then how do you keep that M1 Abrams tank out of the hands of the people that you don't want to have it? And that's where we always get into this argument. Now, the left always positions us as just folding up our arms and never wanting to do anything, as if school shootings are totally okay and there's no problem with it whatsoever and we just don't want to do anything. Likewise, conservatives and Second Amendment advocates are always positioning the people on the left as they want to strip away Second Amendment rights altogether, that you want to take away, you want to disarm our society and make us all slaves. Now, there are certainly people on the left and right that probably believe those things, right? There are people that believe that those things should happen on both the left and right extremes. 
But I believe that there are a large amount of people in the middle that we, uh, we do have common ground. And my challenge is really just more of a discussion out there to you that's li that are listening. Are there ways that we in the second that are Second Amendment advocates, we should be leading the way on making society safer? Because we we make ourselves safer. I believe that firearms make us safer. But how do we do that on a large scale? That's where things get really tricky. Now, last week we talked we talked about ways that we could potentially keep firearms out of the hands of the mentally ill that are criminally insane. Now, that's a really fine line because what is mentally ill? At what point are you not um, considered you know, a, a worthy person of having a firearm? That gets really, really tricky. Well, in our last installment this week, what I want to do is pose something out to you to, to start a discussion about something that I feel could potentially be a win-win. Believe it or not, I think there is a win-win here with a little bit more, I won't use the word restriction, but safeguards put in place that could also help gun owners and help Second Amendment advocates. Okay, so this is how, this is what, this is the conversation for this episode. Now, this stems out of a conversation that I had with Masad Ayub, who is a well-known firearms instructor and a Second Amendment advocate. He's also, you'll read about him in basically every firearms magazine that's out there. And one of his specialties is the legal side, right? He, he is a, uh, a court, uh, expert. He's a, he's a testimonial expert. He does witness test, or not witness testimonial, but basically will go into courtrooms and he will talk about the legality of different actions that people take. Okay. And I was talking with him at the shot show earlier this year, and I asked him, I said, Mass, what, what's the, like, the thing that bothers you the most about the fire, with all of your experience about our firearms industry? Like, what is the biggest need that we have? And he said, I'll tell you what it is. He's that people own guns, and they're not responsible with them. It, or it's not that all people do, but he said that it's the people who own firearms and are not responsible with them. They don't know the legal ramifications of using that firearm. They don't know the safety of using that firearm. They just own a firearm. And that could potentially make them very dangerous to everyone around, even themselves. Now we certainly know that we know that there are tons of stories out there about kids being able to get access to firearms because the firearm owner, the parents are not safe with how they how they keep the firearm. They're not they're just not safe with it. They keep it loaded. They keep it under the couch. They keep it under their bed. Whatever it is that it's accessible to kids. We also, you know, hear all these stories, and this is why Maz is always in in courtrooms, is because people are doing stupid things with firearms a lot of the time. Now he and I had shared some stories back and forth about horrific stories about a father coming home. I was telling him about a father coming home and. Uh, he heard something in the house. He pulled out his firearm. He walked over to, he heard a, um, a noise in the closet. He thought a robber was waiting in the closet. And he opened it up with his firearm drawn and his daughter shot out, was trying, was, was trying to scare him and did scare him. And he had a flinch response. His finger went on the trigger. It, his finger was probably already on the trigger. Pulled the uh, pulled the trigger and shot and killed his teenage daughter. There are tons of these stories out there, right? 
there are tons of stories about kids who shot their their brother by playing with a firearm, things like that. Okay, so we all know that they're out there, and we shake our head because those are parents who should not own a firearm. If your four-year-old can get access to your loaded firearm and go play cops and robbers with his with his neighbor next door, you are not a responsible gun owner. And should that person have a gun? Yes, they should have a gun. But there's a missing link here. And this is where I think we have a potential win-win. Now, listen, I'm open to debate about this, okay? So I'm looking for your opinions. I'm looking for your respectful opinions on this. No need for haters out there because there are those people on the extreme side of it that will just talk, call me a, a commie pinky liberal simply because I use the words common sense and gun control together in the title for this. So, so listen, if you're going to be a hater, just butt out, okay? This is really meant for a respectful conversation to explore different ideas for us to be leaders in being able to make us all safer, okay? All right, so, so here, so that's, that's one conversation that I have with Masad. Now, the other thing that builds in this, and you may have heard me say this before, but when I took my, when I moved to Texas and I was able to finally get my concealed carry license, the class that I was in, the, re, the required class for getting my concealed carry license, was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. And here's why. Because we cut out a good, I think it's a four and a half hour class. I think that, I think that's what it, what, what it is in, in Texas. But basically we cut out about an, I would say about an hour and a half of the, of the, of the class to go over why we need to fight for our Second Amendment rights. Okay? Now, there was no need for an hour and a half on this conversation. It actually doesn't even need to be part of the conversation typically. But we spent about an hour and a half on this to the point where we ran out of time for all of the legal information about when you can actually draw your weapon, when you can actually fire your weapon. So we were getting toward the end of the class and the, and the instructor realized, oh, my gosh, you know, we're running out of time. Okay, let me just flip through this stuff. And we just quickly went through, the, oh, yeah, this slide, okay, okay, and you can't go into a federal buildings, and, okay, next slide. And he just kind of whizzed through it all. Scared the living hell out of me because now we have people that were in that class, and many were just first-time firearms owners, and they now know that they don't want anybody to take their firearm from them, right, that we're going to fight for our Second Amendment rights. But they left that class able to carry a firearm out there in public, yet ill-prepared to be able to know when to use it, which means that when they do something stupid, like shoot after a fleeing car in a Home Depot parking lot because the person was a uh, a suspected shoplifter, true story, <laughs> when you do something stupid like, like these things, now you really will have your firearm taken away from you because when you do something stupid with your firearm and if you're, if you're found guilty of a felony, guess what? Forget all the, the people who are trying to take away the Second Amendment rights. You just lost use of your firearm. You will have your firearms taken away from you because you are now a felon and you are not allowed. You're not legally allowed to own a firearm. So goodbye, Second Amendment, just for you. So really poor, really poor uh, decision-making on the part of my instructor, so much so that I gave everybody in the class, I had extra copies of, of our Bulletproof Defense DVD, 
which goes into real case scenarios of when you can and when you cannot use your firearm. I gave everyone a free copy of that DVD inside the um, in the in the class at actually in the parking lot afterwards because I uh, I didn't want to do it right there and just slam the instructor. Okay, but I did talk to the instructor and said, look, I really feel like you need. I gave the instructor a copy of the DVD as well, and I said. You know, I really feel like, you know, feel free to use my DVD any way you want to, but you really need to cover the legal side of it. And he was very receptive to that, and I, and I appreciate that. By the way, you can also get a free copy of the DVD. All you have to do is pay for shipping. You can go over to bulletproofdefensedvd.com, and you can get a free copy of that. And it shows, it's to me, it, not only is it a, um, I think, required training for everybody that owns a firearm, but it can also help you in court if you ever have to defend your decision. I talk about that. I have a video on that website that explains why you can actually use this DVD in court for your defense. So uh, go ahead and check out that out. Check that out. It's over at bulletproofdefensedvd.com. But getting back to this here, so here's my idea that I want your opinion on, okay? Because one of the arguments on the left is, well, everybody that owns a firearm should have a license for that firearm. Okay, so but the the argument is, look, you can you need a license to be able to drive a car, but you don't need a license to own a gun. Well, that's true. You do have to register your gun typically. Okay, there are loopholes around that, but essentially you do have to register have a registered firearm. Okay, but that's not the same as a license. Now, when you get a license for a vehicle. You have to know and you have to go and prove that you're going to be safe with that vehicle out on the roads, right? Like we, like I can go in right now and without any license or any test or anything like that, I can go buy a firearm. Now, if I'm a first time firearms owner, I just want a gun, I can go down and I can walk away with a firearm. Nobody knows how safe I'm going to be with it. Nobody knows what I'm going to do with it. I don't even know how safe I'm going to be with it. Maybe I don't even know how to use that gun. So, but I can walk away with a firearm. However, I can't do that. I can't just go and buy a car and just drive away with it, right? If I do, that's illegal. But, so that is potentially a valid argument, right? Does it, doesn't it make sense that if you, doesn't it make logical sense that if you have to have a license for a car, you should have to have a license for a firearm? So, here's the thing. Is this an opportunity for us to make sure that people who do own a firearm have the proper training to be able to use that for your safety, for my safety? Because I don't want the person in the apartment next to me to have a firearm and doesn't understand the safety aspects of it, doesn't know how to keep it for you know safe from their kids and all of a sudden now there's a bullet that goes through the wall and kills my kids sleeping in the bed next to the apartment all right so so that person who's out there and does have a firearm and is not does not know the safety aspects of it or the legality of it when they can use it not only do they put themselves in jeopardy but they put me in jeopardy they put you in jeopardy as well so i'm Right now, unless somebody gives me a valid, debatable argument against it, I'm actually for us having a, a required license for first-time firearms owners. So if you come up in the registry, this is your first firearm that you, that you have, that you have to have a test 
to be able to show that you understand the safety aspects of it. Now, I also feel like it should be hands-on. It shouldn't just be here's the, uh, the, the paper test, but you have to go and actually learn how a firearm works, learn the safety mechanisms, learn how to use a lock, learn the different types of safes that you can have. I'm not talking about concealed carry. That's a whole other level up. But I think just having something that shows somebody who is a first-time gun owner that you have to be able to be safe with this. You have to know when, where you can and can't carry. Well, that's, that's concealed carry is where, where you can and can't carry. But you should know the legality. If somebody is, is trying to get into your house or, or, you know, when can you shoot? What is castle doctrine? What are the local laws that you have? So what are, what are the state laws that you have? You need to be able to know those things so that you can keep your firearm and you can be safe and you can protect yourself. Now, I'm going to give you one of the objections that I know many of you are probably thinking right now. Look, I grew up with guns. I know how to use guns. I don't need anybody, any, some, you know, twinkle toes to be able to tell me whether or not I can or can't have that gun based upon a test. So again, this kind of goes back to the, look, I know I'm safe. I know how to use a firearm. Why the hell do I need anybody else to tell me that I can or can't? Well, I'm not looking for an, an accuracy test from somebody. Like, I don't need somebody to shoot a, a one-inch shot group at, at seven yards, okay? But I think that there are too many people out there, and I see this all the time, even, even, mark my words, even, if you go to our blog and you look at some of the legal blog posts that we've done, and you go and look at the comments, even the comments that people leave on blogs can set them up to be found guilty in a courtroom later on. Because many people have a lot of bravado. They leave, well, I would have shot that guy. I would have blown his head off before he even looked at me twice. It makes you look like a gun nut when you leave comments like that. Now, I'm not gonna, I could go down. I could talk about this for an hour, trust me. But I see so many mistakes, legal mistakes from people who are experienced firearms owners, who get training in firearms because they focus in on the tactics, but they don't understand the legality of it. They don't understand how to protect themselves from the courtroom after a shooting incident. Okay? So believe me, I think, I think everybody needs to have this legal training because I see so many stupid remarks and so many mistakes happening out there for people who are essentially responsible firearms owners, but just may, all it takes is one little mistake to have that firearm ripped away from you. Now, here's the other reason why I think this could be a win-win for all of us here, because I know a lot of firearms instructors, a lot of firearms instructors who are struggling to put butts in seats, okay? They might get a few people here and there. They have their, their typical classes, like their handgun safety. They They have beginner classes for firearms, but a lot of people don't feel like they need a class for a firearm. A lot of people just buy it and think all I have to do is pull the trigger and they're good to go. They might go to the range one time, they understand how it works, but that's about it. Okay, so I know a lot of fire, a lot of you that are probably listening are firearms instructors or have, do a concealed carry class or something like that. And so I think that it actually helps the industry. If we have a licensing requirement, um, which can have a small fee to it, doesn't need to be big. Look how many firearms we have out there. Look how many first-time firearms owners we have. So it doesn't need to be big. But one, it can help to support uh, different programs that we have. It can, it can help to support safety programs, child programs, things like that. 
Um, I'm also an advocate of having firearms in classrooms. So maybe it could fund something like that. It could fund training for, for teachers. Now, that's a whole other topic. There are some of you out there that probably think that's a bad idea. I personally think it's a good idea um, under the right conditions, right, under the right conditions. Um, but something like that could help fund safety programs to be able to make us all safer, make our kids safer. Okay, but the other thing it could do is it could really inject um, some revenue into the our system for the people who are those that are out there that are firearms instructors. Okay, so I think it could really help boost up our our um, our industry and really help people out that are are actively um, firearms dealers and firearms instructors within our industry that are struggling. Okay, so so that's the other that's the other win that that I think we have with this. Okay, so now what I want to do is I want to hear of, from you. What do you think about the idea of us having more required training for first-time firearms owners to make sure that they have the legal as well as the the safety training that comes with the responsibility of being a responsible firearms owner? Okay, we always use that word, I'm a, you know, responsible firearms owners. Okay, well, what does it take to be responsible? It takes training. It takes training that very few people, I think, actually take advantage of. Well, I might be off on the very few, but I know that there are definitely a lot of people out there who do not understand, even those that are experienced gun owners, who really just don't even understand the legal side of the responsibility of owning that firearm. So now it's your turn, okay? So here's what I want you to do. I want you to go ahead and um, on the blog where you are listening, or you might be listening to this on our blog, or you're listening to it on your on your phone or whatever it is, but go to our blog over at moderncombatandsurvival.com and leave me your, leave us your, your feedback on this topic of licensing, okay? Again, be respectful of other people's ideas, um, all haters will be blocked from the blog. Sorry, it's my living room. You're in it. I get to say who say, who does who says what and and when. So as long as you're respectful, I I like differing opinions. As long as you're respectful, you're allowed. And I want to hear back from you. But I also want to hear constructive ideas. Again, it's easy to be against something, right? It's easy to be a hater. It's much harder to be a proactive person of change, to be able to help people out, to be able to support people be able to engage in positive debate and come up with some really good ideas. Again, I think that's necessary for us to be the leaders to be able to preserve our rights and keep us safer. And I think that within our our industry, in the firearms industry, I think that we can do that. So I have faith in you. All right, so go ahead and go over to our blog at moderncombatandsurvival.com and leave us your comments. And until our next broadcast, this is Jeff Anderson saying train hard, stay safe, prepare now. Are you a proud defender of the Second Amendment? Are you tired of your whiny sister-in-law's liberal tantrums about the need for more gun control? (laughs) Are you infuriated with government gun grabbers trying to strip you of your God-given right to own a nuclear bazooka? Well, my fellow patriot... It's time for a Smackdown. Smackdown. In our free 2AD Smackdown debate guide, you'll discover how to win any gun control argument armed with three questions. 
That's right. Just ask these three simple questions and watch as that smug little smile disappears from their little face of even the most ignorant know-it-all liberal. Plus, you'll discover easy, fact-based, can't-lose, crybaby comebacks for the most common myths, misinformation, and outright lies. Like gun shows are the criminal's flea market. Countries with tighter gun control have lower crime rates. Banning guns protects our children. More control keeps guns out of the hands of crazy people. And a whole lot more. Arm yourself now with the ultimate argument winner by claiming your free copy of 2AD Smackdown. Visit www.2adsmackdown.com. That's the number 2, adsmackdown.com.